Hey guys, thanks for checking out the Bucked Up Podcast. If you don't mind hitting the like, subscribe button, we have new episodes coming out every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Thank you guys so much for checking it out. This episode is sponsored by Exotic Roots Hydro, which I have to give a huge shout out to. They are a huge supporter of the podcast, and I'm really happy to be working with them. If you're ever in Rochester, New York, and you need to learn about any of your hydroponic needs, go to their shop. You can follow them at Exotic Roots Hydro on Instagram. Shout out their whole team. They have an amazing venue space. Uh, they're going to be putting on tons of events. Just make sure to follow Exotic Roots Hydro on Instagram. And if you're ever in Rochester, definitely stop by. Let's get back into it. It was at this moment that he knew. He bucked up. Now you fucked up. So I think it's a disorienting, you know, and, uh, you know, and when I say alchemy, I mean medications, whether it be prescribed or yeah. self, you know, I've been in and out of rehab my whole fucking since I was 18. Oh, really? Yeah. In and out, you know. And Check yourself in at 18 or did you get checked in? I got checked in a okay. suicide attempt. Okay. You know, I wasn't happy inside. I was bottling up sexual trauma. I didn't want to talk about it. You know, yeah. I didn't talk about it. I wouldn't talk about it. And, and, you know, I hid that inside and tried to go out there and play, you know, play life, be like the, the role citizen. You know, I became a nurse. You know, I, I worked in the church for a while. I liked music. I, you know, I tried Catholicism. I was born and raised into that. I tried, you know, it, but it wasn't real to me. It's like you were going through motions. And yes, they were, they were talking about a God. It was vague of Jesus and stuff. It was so vague. But I didn't, the feeling inside the church wasn't the enthusiasm I felt for like the other things I felt and didn't see. The unknown. The unknown. You know, just because I can't see them, but I can feel them. You know, and I had some supernatural, weird, creepy experiences. And, you know, things that some people consider paranormal or ghosts. <laughs> including even seeing UFOs, which other people saw with me. We're both seeing something in the sky. We know we're a kid, not yeah. drugs. It's not a hallucination. Yeah. It's an object. You know, but again, I buried all that. It was irrelevant. They, the UFOs went away, and trauma was still here. And then, you know, I had some things where I saw things that in a room that weren't like you here. It was just like a, a silhouette, and it would talk to me. It got me mental health evaluations. You know, so... No, I just shoved it all. Yeah. I want to just live I my life. I want to talk about it. I want to have fun and be like, you know, 2.1 kids and a nice car in the suburbs and a house and marriage. White picket fence. You know, white picket fence and, you know, I got involved in sports and then... Did you really want it? I thought I wanted it, you know, because everybody else wanted it and I wanted yeah. to feel normal. You know, I wanted to feel normal instead of just feeling how I felt. And, uh, you know, I got... After I got that suicide attempt, you know, I went to college playing basketball. I got, you know, athlete, I hid in basketball. Okay. Because when I run, you know, you get this dump of uh, all these good chemicals. It's a free high. And, like, you know, it was cool. You know, you played on team, everybody looked at you. And I saw, you know, I did music when I was young, but as I got into high school, you know, I was like, you had to pick music. And, you know, I just, I went basketball. I didn't love basketball. You know, I didn't love Yeah, it. I, I mean. You know, yeah, there's a gym here. 
I There's like, a basketball court here. I barely play. I like to play just for, for exercise. I like to play to play, but I don't love. It's not my passion. Yeah. And you know, music was there, but you know, it wasn't. You know, a split in a few directions as opposed to like. You know, I think if I would have had passion for basketball, I could have been a pro athlete. A lot of my friends, Elton Brand, you know, from uh, Peekskill, New York, he went out to play Duke and for the Sixers. He's a GM oh, now. Wow. You know, I still play. I was playing up until my late 40s. I'm in 40s. Right How old now. are you? 45. Oh, wow. You know, and I hurt my back at work, but back to the church thing. I got out of that psych hospital. I, I went and I uh, was in, into a born-again Christianity. I just tried, I had an experience. There was music, and the people were more, at least there was more energy there, you know, more yeah. enthusiasm than the Catholic church. And I started studying seminary, and, they, you know, I was, was at a... Berean College. It was like, you know, I studied from home. I didn't go away. I did, like, homeschooling. I worked in a church down New York, down New York. And I played the guitar. I got to record at Sony Theater uh, Studios down New York City. It was fun. You know, it was That's a big church. You know, I, I went down, went to some retreats, and got to play the youth. But, you know, I was feeling my thing, but something, I, that trauma, the relationship thing with females, it was weird. I didn't like sex. So I got to, you know, wait till I got married, and I wasn't married. So it was, it was, it was just this complicated shit, and I wasn't using drugs then. I used them when I was a kid. I drank at 12, started drinking at 12. I was a, a rave kid in New York City, 16, 17, Oh, really? 18. You oh, grew yeah. up in New York City? Outside of New York City, in the suburbs. Okay. You know, and I was a rave You know, I used to go down, have fun, you know, yeah. trip on acid, but the, the suicide attempt and stuff, uh, when I was 18, I was like, I'm not gonna do drugs at all. I didn't smoke weed. I tried to be straight edge, get back to Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it? But it's all just from keeping, from talking about what you want to talk about. Yeah, and you know, well, we my, do. We do so much for them. I want to be like everybody else and have a good life. Yeah. And, but uh, you know, so I got both. Well, you know, so I stopped doing music because the church. I had to write. I had. I was not doing good in relationships with girls in the church. You know, that like kind of rushed to get married and stuff, and I would be in. You know, would be forced to not be able to play my guitar because just a drama. You know. Yeah. You know, the worship leader of Joel Olstein Church in Texas uh, used to be one of my girlfriends. You know, oh, we really? Had, we had vibe and I, you know, you know, it was all good. We broke up and stuff, but you know, then they wanted me to be talk, write sermons about being uh, how being gay was wrong and stuff. I had enough other problems. I didn't know anything about that whole world, so yeah. I just walked. I became a nurse. I, I went to, back to college, became a nurse, and played basketball in college for three years. Wow, at what age? Um, I, I graduated when I was uh, 23, so not wow. 24. So you, yeah. Was, so you've a, lived a lot of lives. I was a, a zillion dude. I was, I was a nurse for a long time. I had my shit together. I was, you know, in my 20s, I left the church and worked as a nurse. And, you know, got involved with you know the wrong crowd, hanging out. I, you know, I didn't feel good inside. You yeah. know, as a nurse and accomplished, you know, I started fucking just hanging out with people. I grew up in an ur urban area around culture, and my friends did things. You know, I started hustling and reading shit. It was, you know, yeah. just to, you know, being bad felt good. I felt like I had some control. You, got you went down and you got lost. Oh, yeah, real lost. How long? I was, you know, around 26, I started drinking again, partying, doing cocaine, you know, hanging out. You know, I, I thought it was a baller, you know. Yeah. You know, I had what I perceived to be fun, you know, but, you know, it was always on the run, running front, you know, looking over my shoulder, you know, got, you know, got married, and then, uh, and I was a nurse. I was you got like married? A, yeah, I was living a double life. I was like a mule, 
I won't say much because I don't want to of fuck course, it. Of course. But, you know, and I was working as a travel nurse three days a week. I was hustling my ass off, bro. You know, I want to say and money. And you were in a relationship. And I got into a relationship, got married, brushed, you know, it was, you know, one of those things. And she was a good person, a real good person. Got married down in Cancun, you know, you know, oh, what, yeah. Big Willie style. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Run away, go to Cancun. Oh, it was planned. We had our friends here and family and stuff. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like a but, Vegas wedding. Well, it, was, it was like Vegas. I got drunk and high and flipped the wedding table over because people were arguing. It was dramatic. Really? Wow. Yeah. Not a good wedding video. No, I don't, there was no video. Thing. We didn't have cell phones like that back then. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah. Um, but, you know, after that, you know, I got married. I, I was going to slow my hustle and focus more on nursing and marriage for a minute. And literally, like, a month after we got back from our wedding, I hurt my back at work in the ER as a critical care nurse. You were a critical care nurse? Yeah. Yeah, man. Wow. I, was tra I trained in a transplant unit in Pittsburgh out of college. And I took an ER job, and as soon as they were letting me become a travel nurse, you know, I hustled. I thought this would be made more money, like double the money. Yeah. Bounced around, but when I hurt my back, How'd you hurt your back? Moving, moving a patient in the ER. I, I moved the wrong way. You know, working night shift, and the next day I got up and went to use the bathroom. I, I was, no, actually was doing dishes. And uh, I moved, I turned, and it was like a hot knife went in my back, and I just urinated and collapsed. My legs writhing pain. Ambulance to take me to the ER, you know, I blew a disc. And they fed me Oxycontin and Valium for about nine months. And you know, the world knows that whole story, you know, yeah, the, the, the how they knew. Yeah. And that coupled with the sexual trauma that I experienced as a kid, it medicated that too. And it made, made a monster. Damn. You know, I, you know, I spent most of my life suicidal, dude. It's cause, but I, how, I see all my friends happy and living just a normal fucking happy life. And here I am trying to, and I'm never happy inside. It's fucking brutal. Meds and doctors. And, when did you get clean? Um, with shine, yeah. you know. The last time. I, I haven't drank, so clean. Yeah, clean, you like I alcohol, we'll no. talk about alcohol. Yeah. So out of all the drugs that I've shot into my body, which is just about you know, everything, you know, alcohol, because we, I was, so I was a nurse, hooked on opiates, I was like, uh, you know. So you knew the sign, you were, you yeah. knew what you You know the show Jackie on HBO, <laughs> Nurse Jackie? I was Nurse Jackie, you know. I told them myself, they gave me a fentanyl patch and stopped prescribing the Oxycontin. They said, oh, after three days, you'll be fine. And I learned what dope sick was. And, you know, just being in the streets and living that double life, I, I bought started buying pills and then heroin and I started shooting up. And that was a whole nother life. I went right into the, right into the gate of hell, man. It's not, hell's not somewhere else. It's, this is the dimension you choose to go step into. Yeah. You, know, I, you think I, heaven's the same thing? Same exact thing. The state of mind, you know, and it's not, it's not a place, it's not a destination. You know, we, you know, we, have a, we have a mind, we have a body, the physical, and we have a soul. You know, not 3D or you know, it's like a. I, I tell people it's like a, a, a braid. You got physical, spiritual mind. You got to keep braiding, you know, the whole way. And, you know, and there's lots. You know, there's things like. There's science behind things like frequency and how it affects your DNA and vibration and sound and tone. You know, so you can literally like steer yourself to heaven, flight without wings. Yeah. You know, you just don't see it because these eyes are deceiving. You live by feeling. 
you can navigate the world. We all do. We all are built differently. I, I'm big into human cosmic design. It's uh, the science behind how our DNA operates and how it resonates and how frequencies affect our DNA. There's statistics and quantum theory and string theory. It's the big broad scope of looking at like you know different cultures and different religions all over the world, like Buddhism and Taoism. Hinduism, Christianity, and how similar they are, you know, and how people like just like myself or you or him start talking about things that were much different than the world around them, and you know, things changed on the planet. Evolution, like in a major way. It's not like you know, it's like going from you know country music to uh, you know the EDM world, or like you know coming. It's just. The growth and evolution was expansive in 150 years, as opposed to 2,000 years of being a hunter-gatherer. Yeah. You know, so mass, mass evolution in humanity. You know, so done over and over over the course of thousands of years. So I started to see all these coincidences and you know, heads turning. You know, not coincidences, similarities, parallels over thousands of years. It's been done over and over and over, you know, all over the world. And sometimes when this shit was going on, we didn't have cell phones and cameras and internets, you know, but they were still evolving. Yeah. So, you know, what is that? You know, higher power, is it, you know, is, it, is there a big God in the sky, sky? alien, you know, something that's not here in this dimension that we see, you know, that's affecting what goes on here. Is it, there's an influence or a source, you know, that, Human cosmic design teaches you how to tap into that source. I agree. That's where ideas come from. I yeah. think about that crazy as someone. You said you play music. So yeah. Where do ideas like where do those come from? That has to come from another. Another place. Well, and I transcend when I do music, you know, especially when I perform. It's a spiritual. You go into the what is the flow state, as they yeah, call it. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I'm not, I don't play my guitar, so I can have like a bunch of people like me in a room. I, I mean, I want people to like my music, but I didn't touch a guitar for 20 years. I was too busy. Being a drug addict, running from the, the running from the, the law as a mule, and doing things with people in different places. I even was in the, I even visited the biker world for a while. You know, just looking for some some place to connect with people where I, you know, I have yeah. some sovereignty. I guess. I'm, Did you want to play music throughout all that? Or no, that it went away, man. Just burying the trauma and stuff. My drive and my focus. I would tinker. But I would go. You know, I had I didn't go to a music festival until I was 40 years old. When did you find this place? Well, so, fast forward, nurse, ER nurse, relapse, I went to jail. I had to fight to keep my nursing license, was in every kind of fucking rehab, in a waste of certified program, monitored for five years, got it all back, and was, you know, made kids in this whole journey, too, two beautiful boys I had. You know, and, you know, I had, been, I had failed at marriages, Friendships and my career with that, you know, I was just banged up. I, I didn't want to be a bad dad. I, you know, I wanted to be a good dad. I want, you know, I, I, this life has been so hard for me. Like I want to make, I don't want to be the same way for them. So I changed everything I could to make it a safe place, world for them. You know, like a mother and my, they changed me. You know, my second one was born. He reminded me. Of, Little voice inside of my head that I hadn't heard since I was a kid was in there. It was like ghosts. What was their names? Mayan and Gabriel. 
I visited certain places like the wedding in Mexico, the Mayan ruins, and it felt magical to me to just sit there and feel good. You know, like it was beautiful, majestical, you know, and like you know, it stuck with me. So I named him after that empire. It was a very powerful place. You know, again, a feeling of something outside of this world. You know, just old relics with no people living in it. It gave me a feeling, a vibe. So you know, you know, so I. I got tired of nursing. I worked in a nursing home. I didn't want to work in the ER anymore. I got sick of watching people die. I was excellent at it, but it was wearing me out. And I kept relapsing, you know. It was just too much to watch people die. And I was, you know, I rehab it. Fast forward, I get to like 39. I have the house, the girl, the kids, you know, and it was miserable. I was so suicidal and depressed. And they legalized weed. I've been on all these meds for so long. I still don't feel good. I, you know, I, I had to get myself checked out. My testosterone levels were gone, you know, just from abusing my body. So we regulated that. I felt better, got in shape a little bit. I still wasn't happy. Start tinkering with guitar a little bit, write, like, you know, writing a little bit. And I, it just was a long journey, man. Fucking, I got, you know, I just wasn't happy. I, you know, I, I wanted to be happy. I, I ended that relationship. I met an awesome person who happened to be a marriage family therapist named uh, Brianna. And I um, fell madly in love with her. And, you know, I was still in another relationship. I left it. You know, I wanted to start a new life and show my kids the right way to be a good person and find my happy. You know, and I just wanted to, you know, have peace inside. And I got there by 40. You know, even when I met Brie, I, I almost drank myself to death. I ended up in the hospital four times in one year. That was more than all the heroin and crack and all that. I lived in the streets for years. The only time I went to the hospital before I went to rehab. Like this from being skin and bones. Literally, that's what, that's, you know, no abscesses, no overdoses like that. But I lost my mind drinking that. It almost killed me. And I, I stopped drinking. Brie left me for, we talked for two months, six months. I break out up, you know, she was young, younger than me and new therapist and, you know, she had her whole life ahead of her. And, uh, you know, and then I, I just stopped drinking and kept being a good, started doing things one day at a time. Like I'd been in the program yeah. and I started liking life again. And just when I got comfortable being alone, I was like, oh man, this is pretty fucking good. I can play my guitar, the tinker a little bit, hang on my kids, yeah. do I want? She hits me up. <laughs> I go, she hits me up and um. And that all life works. Yeah, and we started hanging out again. and. She, you know, she was still doing, you know, her thing. She was younger than me, and I just was like, yeah, I can't, I can't drink anymore. I don't, I don't want to be around anybody drinking. And she just gave that up too, you know, to be with me. Oh wow! You know, which was beneficial, you know. And one, of the, in therapy, when I was in therapy at that point when I stopped drinking. I was working. I, I had gotten my nursing license back, and I was working as a supervisor. Great facility. They were letting me go get treatment. You know, when I, did, you know, and I really supported. And I stopped drinking and stuff, and I, I got, you know, I was living in a loft. I'd given up the illusion that I needed to own a home. Yeah. My credit was all banged up. I was fixing it. Student loans being garnished from oh, yeah, fucking you... years of not paying, being in there. So I, and paying child support. I always paid. I didn't even to tell me. I paid my child support. So I was living on 22%, 29% of my gross income. So I was working like 70 hours a week. But, you know, I'm in my mid 30s. Yeah. Good shape. Throw my back out again. Sorry, am I too long? No, no, not at all. I throw my back out again. You know, I was playing basketball and stuff. Really, you know, exactly being a good, normal human and like, you know, dating this girl and trying to make a life and not trying to be anything other than me and just okay and being a good person today. 
And I got kind of neurotic in my rituals. Like, you know, I started like decorating because I was a single guy, and, you know, yeah. candles and incense and stuff I liked. And I started, you know, talking about my trauma with the doctor. And, when I, and that's when I really, when everything stopped. Once I just told the story of what happened in detail to somebody else, I wrote it out on paper and read it to him. It was like a light switch went off. I just, gasp of air that has been inside me for a thousand, like the whole journey. Like you were thirsty and you needed a drink Yeah, it was like, you know, this little kid, it was, it was like I got to put something to rest. Yeah. And, um, you know, I started waking up and I, you know, stopped drinking, I'm fully awake and I was, you know, I'm looking around, there's like racism alive on this planet, fucking pedo rampant pedophilia. I was so self-absorbed and damaged, I didn't even know, I wasn't paying attention to the music. And all these things happened. The Catholic Church had dissolved and admitted to all the I, and that. And that wasn't my experience with the Catholic Church. It was good there. The priests were great. Some other fucking creep had Two other creeps up in there that the need to fucking abuse me. Never once did I ever think of doing that to another person. You know, I worked as a nurse in mental health rat. It's like an era. There's no repairing that. Once somebody starts doing it, it's a monster that needs to just be put to rest. Yeah. In my opinion. You know, they're, they're, you know I just don't they shouldn't be out and around on the planet. Marijuana dealers shouldn't be in prison. Those people should be in prison. Yeah. Or execute, like given a death sentence. That's not my call. I, you know, I don't want to touch anybody. I might be in touch. I'm blunt. You know, I have nothing but love for, for humans now. You know. But my back started hurting. And I, I had. I wanted to work less hours and work on music. So I took a job in it. So here I am learning human design. Going back tonight, 12-hour shift, not using any substances, this legal pot, yeah. all I was doing for my pain, I would go off all my psych meds, antipsychotics, depressants, like, like, you know, over and over, got off all that shit, you know, under, under a doctor's care, and yeah, was being completely transparent with what I needed, you know, and, you know, the powers that be, the universe made marijuana legal, and, and you know, and I was able to talk more about it and explore more about it, and, you know, just one day at a time, kept building blocks, and, you know, repeating things that I did yesterday to yeah. work. And I had, you know, started learning that human cosmic design because some supernatural things started happening again. It hadn't happened in years since I was young, like the 20s, with things that weren't normal things that we see and hear here and other people are seeing and hearing there. And video footage, you know, I don't feel the need to fucking broadcast no, the world. I have enough, it's just, you know, I'll share it with anybody, but... No, like, I know it. Yeah, what, why does this happen? Like, what the fuck? How come this happened? You know, it's just so disoriented, but I was awake. I can remember childhood. I can remember, I can remember the UFOs in New York, in New York town, New York now. I can see them. I, it was like that was blocked. And yeah. stuff. So, you know, I talked to my family. My mom verified some things that helped me recall. And, you know, I'm writing. I learned that human cosmic design. And I, I was like, I don't want to be a nurse anymore. I'm tired of this. It's awful. Like, Watch, I was in a nursing home watching people suffer and you know, nobody wanted to listen. I was, it's like inhumane, it's like watching something in front of, you know, I couldn't do it. And it you know, I was like the grim reaper they could yeah. bring to. I was like, we should have better like hospice or you know, like, we can be more kind. We, we use drugs for everything, but then you yeah. let somebody do, and they're, they're getting more progressive, you know. And then COVID hit, you know, as I'm learning human design, trying to become a world famous, I, he tells me to pick my childhood dream. Aaron Kenyon, teaching me human cognitive design. He's going to program my mind to become world-renowned 
music artist. So I, just because I used to DJ and stuff when I was a kid in grade school and learned the guitar when I was young and played all the way to the place. Never sang much. And uh, ideas started falling out of me, like the Alien Opera House, you know, and the symbolism and how important things, you know, to help me recall focus where I'm going. The dragon is me, I'm Sagittarius, sitting on an ohm symbol, because I want to get along with everything. I, in the universe, you're kind, I, you know, I want positivity around me. And I'm just trying to share these tools and things that I'm practicing. And I'm not the only one, there's people all over the world that I'm trying to share my story. Yeah. It's challenging in moments, because like I'm, I'm, it's like I'm getting, literally not physically fighting, but the, the powers that be, whether somebody complaining about I'm very transparent. I talked about things like fucking my disgust for pedophiles and how they should be around, or like that. We should have civil liberties and not tolerate things like racism and fucking rapey people and forced control. Like we can be kinder, we use our words. You know, I'm not trying to. to I don't want. I want peace. That's what I'm here for. Is peace. You know, I consider myself. You know, whatever Donald was when he was a kid is probably gone. I feel like I've tapped into things that like people like Nikola Tesla did. And stuff, or you know, you know, I'm tapped into this this energy, and it's, and it's very feminine energy to me. And that's a whole nother podcast, I'm sure. But like, yeah. You know, it's you know, I'm when I say feminine, like the empath side, I've always been very emotional, feel everything. So that whole paternal or patriarchal, the the, the negative, the father side, yeah. yang yang yang, you know, was it's it's not my normal flow. I have to learn it. No, I feel what you The logic, yeah. you know, my wife and I ended up marrying Brianna, did it right here in the Alien Opera oh, House. Oh, really? That's how I financed this. We saved some money and a small budget and a person believed in me here. A snippet of my story that I just told you and I told him what I wanted to do. And he gave me a chance. And it was like, I, you know, I feel, you know, he set up a structured program to make, to help me succeed with, with, with finance guys with limited, you know, I'm here and I write, I program everything, everything I need. That I, I need to happen in my, my life, whether it be money or physical ailments. You know, I write on these, these diamonds. And this is all in cosmic human design. Um, it's like that being the, the base of a pyramid. You know, that, um, if you're inside of it and you program your mind, and you know, you have to have your intention right. Like, you know, to manifest anything you want is with your words and writing. You know, and I'm here to make the world a better place. I'm not trying to hurt anybody. I'm not trying to make anybody upset. I'm just trying to be me, be a good dad, and be a good person, and share my love and story with the world. You know, I wish I had more time and space to, to do so. You know, but you know, I feel you know, I feel like I'm building um, a legacy for my kids to follow, and whoever wants to follow behind me. You know, I, I, don't, and that's I, don't, I don't tolerate racism or mean people. We all have differences, and not everybody's for everybody, but we can. You know, acknowledge that we're different. And I hope you have a good life, man. man thank you, you so know, much. I love you. Thank you for listening. No, this was thank you for thank real. You, this is great energy.